Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Comic Bookies Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube and Twitch for episode 102. This week we have plenty to get into in the world of sports and comics. Comics first this week, we have more books from DC, Boom, Dynamite, Image, AWA. We have a bunch. This is a huge, huge week for comic books, so stay tuned for that. Um, more bad news in the state of California as far as Comic-Cons are concerned. We'll get into that. And also, me and Sean talk episode number eight of WandaVision, along with other shows that have started, and more news in comic book movies and TV. And then over on the sports side, we have more news in the NFL and NASCAR. We will recap the race in Miami, and we are on to the Western Hemisphere. <laughs> Western Hemisphere. We are on to the sort of West Coast to Nevada as we go into Las Vegas, the first of two races this year. But thank you so much for joining us live on YouTube and Twitch. This is the Combogies Podcast. Let's roll. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Combo Geese Podcast. We are brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California, just like every single week. Yesterday, March 3rd, was the new comic book day for this week. Plenty of books to grab. Go see Alex. He'll get you started on a pull list. And yeah, thank you so much for the sponsorship. Sean, uh, we don't have Mark today, but it's good to see your face another week. How's it going, bro? You know what? Likewise, it's good to see your face too as well, Bretter. Everything's good, man. You know, Thursday night. I know we usually do Wednesday, but we are doing Thursday. Uh, comic Books Podcast, man, episode 102. I'm doing good. I'm expecting a great episode with all the crazy stuff in the comic world. This this week, bro, there's so many damn books. It is crazy. And, you know, just all the news. All-Star break with the NBA coming up. So, no, everything's in full swing right now, bro. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing good. Um just doing some big boy things, you know, as far with the house and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to like refinance, you know, the whole big word of refinancing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, this is not sports or comic books, but you know, these r- interest rates are super low and I'm getting advice from my mom who's in real estate and other people who I know. And yeah. And so we're in the middle of the process of doing that possibly maybe, you know, pulling some money out to do a little bit of remodel. So yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And um, it definitely at, at almost 34 years old, I I didn't think that I didn't know when I was going to be the one to do. Oh, yeah, you know, I own the home and then I am looking to do this, looking to do that. So it's actually pretty exciting. It's pretty nerve wracking at the same time because you have to wait to get like approved for this much or that much or whatever. So it's kind of nerve wracking, but um, exciting at the same time. Yeah, like all my uh, coworkers at work, that's like the thing they're all talking about is homeowners refinance right now. You know, the prices are obviously so high, but those interest rates are so low. So for the homeowners, hey, man, refinance while you can. Use too, man. You're, it's the big boy things. It is sports and comics, but this is something that will help everybody. You know, you get, you get them interest rates to lower them, guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but thank you, everyone, who's viewing uh, the live stream right now. We are on YouTube and Twitch. So who's ever watching right now, please go and share, like, the link to the stream. You know, hit let people know that we're on right now and get them to come and enjoy the show. So let's get into it first, Sean. So we have comic books this week, like we do last week with sports first. We kind of mix it up every week. So let us get into the comic books. If I can just pull it up real quick. Uh, This week we have a cornucopia, as we like to call it, of comic books. Over on the DC side, Batman 106, 
Infinite Frontier Zero. So there's a huge story coming out, and it's like a I think it's four or five issues across the I think it's spanning the whole year actually. But issue zero technically came out this week. The Swamp Thing number one, Crime Syndicate number one. This is a six issue miniseries. I can't wait to start that. And Suicide Squad number one. So a lot of number ones coming out of the future state. A lot of these new stories, new writers. I think we talked about. As far as I'm concerned, I think there's like James Tynion on Batman. It's like the only solid writer still on his story from pre future state. So we'll see over on the Marvel side. We have the Avengers 43 Hellions 10 runaways 34 star Wars, the high Republic number three and a big one. According to Alex America Chavez made in the USA number one. And now here we go, bro. Tons and tons. I think I grabbed 10 books this week and I got six different publishers. So over on AWA, we have chariot number one and one of our favorite ones right now, casual fling number two. Over on Image, I actually did pick up the first issue by Scott Snyder over on Image, Noctera, number one. I'm not sure if I'm going to continue it, so we'll see after uh, I'll review it next week. And Unearth, number 10. Boom Studios, here we go. Keanu Reeves, finally, after firing an artist and being delayed for so long. Berserker, number one, comes out in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 23. Over on Dark Horse, Fear Case, number two for Mark. I believe he got that one. And then I think all three of us grabbed this one from Dynamite, James Bond, Agent of Spectre, number one. So like we do every week, please, everyone in the chat, shout out your favorite books that you're reading right now, anything that we should be reading, anything you like or don't like, please. But Sean, let's start it off, dude. Comic Book Talk, what did you like from last week? What are you excited for this week, man? I got to go right into what we got this week, bro. And I'm so excited that it's not DC or Marvel-related casual fling number two we talked about how much we like number one and bro number two is like you almost at the edge of your seat of what's gonna happen it's like a movie like a soap opera like something that's so real life and then james bond man i know how much you and i like james bond i'm happy mark got it james bond agent specter number one by ian fleming bro i am so excited i know this is something we actually seen in previews i want to say a few months ago yeah i'm excited bro it's something that Dude, I didn't even know they had comics for this. I mean, I've watched every movie, so to have a comic on it, I'm excited, man. Definitely uh, looking forward to what it's going to be about. And I'm be going Saturday, I want to say, to go pick up my books. So I'm expecting a fat stack, too. I don't know about 10 books, but I'll be having a good stack. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, previews, it's there's not many books that I get really excited for from previews. And then I, I kind of think about it throughout the you know two months that it's – um, not here yet. So finally, this is one of the ones where I'm like, oh, dude, finally it's here. Uh, shout out Pop13 Prospect Jose. Uh, thank you so much for joining in. Um, what am I excited for? I mean, what am I excited for this week? Probably, I don't know. I'm always excited. I think I'm excited for The Crime Syndicate number one, that six issue miniseries from DC, one of my first comic book series that I ever read when I was first starting out. I first started reading comic books digitally like on the DC app, you know, I really didn't know where to go as far as to get comic books or, you know, and so I kept buying like the, uh, you know, 13 or 1499, uh, six issue packs. I bought them like on my phone and then I would read them on my phone. Right. And then one of the story arcs of that justice league run, it was, I think who wrote that? Was it Jeff Johns or Jim Lee? I think it might've been Jim Lee, but the crime syndicate was in there like earth three's version of the justice league, you know, Ultraman instead of Superman, mm-hmm. you had owl man instead of Batman. It's just pretty much the evil versions of them. And I think this is kind of like an origin story type thing, uh, for, 
for, for, for this one too. And another one, of course, Berserker number one, I don't know what to expect. I really didn't even like look up the synopsis and like kind of like the preview for it. And yeah, dude, you know, I agree with you on the other two for sure. And you know, I noticed we didn't get a Marvel one. I got six different publishers out of 10 books and not one, not one was a Marvel book. That's not a bad thing, bro. Cause I mean, for no. the listeners that listen to us week in and week out, it seems that lately it's been the booms, you know, the dynamite, AWA. Those are the ones that are really catching our attention a whole lot more. And of course, we do have some Marvels we might like. And of course, we got some DC that we like. America Chavez made in the USA number one, bro. I know you said Alex is, you know, saying it's going to be a big thing. How big do you think it could be? Because you can already see, like, it kind of has that this can be something new. It has like a little like Captain America, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, but of course the Marvel version of it. Yeah, I'm not sure because uh, America Chavez, is she going to be in a movie? I can't remember if it's because she's going to be in a movie or TV or show. I can't remember. I think it might be a show. Me. We talked about this, I think, a few episodes ago. I think it might be some sort of on screen, but no, I, uh, I want to say maybe a show. Yeah. Because actually what's funny is, is that that book came out yesterday. Yes. And then in previews for DC, the DC Connect, I just saw previews for the issue one of Wonder Girl. That's that Yara Floor, the huge, you know, new Wonder – like she's the new age Wonder Woman that was out mm-hmm. on Future State. So finally she's she's starting in like – that would mean it's like May, I think. May or June is, is her story starting. Out, yeah. So it's, you know, a lot of these female-led uh, character books, that's, they're going to be good. Uh, last week, what I really liked, I mean, I want to wait. I have to wait. I have to wait for scumbag. <laughs> yeah. Wait for Mark on that one, bro. Mark, Mark has to be here for scumbag. That. I it's, messed up not getting that, man. Yeah. I mean, it's only, that's only the fifth issue though. So if you can find some back issues, um, actually go to the, the same website. Just, I think it's, um, like mycomicshop.com. They're out of Texas. So I don't know how easy it would be. I think the weather is now, you know, surpassed yeah, she or, got or, power now so it should be yeah so you should you should get it when i was actually reading all those james bond stories from like you know three or four years ago they were like little six issue mini series but then the next uh story would start right after it i would get it from there i get the single copies i, I would, would wait for a whole six months for a whole collected issue but i wouldn't get the trade paperback because i really didn't know what that meant in 2015, 2016, I didn't know what that meant yet. So I, I got each and in, you know each individual issue of it. But uh, scumbag, I think uh, there's one more issue, and then it might it might take a break. I like how some of these things are taking a break, also. But I will wait, we'll wait to talk about scumbag because it was a really good issue. Um, Department of Truth is it's it's blowing my mind. It's it's so crazy and. This one kind of takes a trip back in time to when Lee Harvey Oswald, like it, 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 it had just happened. Lee Harvey Oswald, you know, he shot and killed uh, President John F. Kennedy, and then the next day he shot by some gangster or whatever, and he dies. So the first couple pages is that in the news. Oh my God, he's been shot. He's been shot. You know, blah blah blah. Lee, yeah. Lee Oswald has been shot, and then it goes into this person from the Department of Truth walking him down somewhere in the department of truth to like their library and they're they're going back and forth like you know well you're dead you're, so you're gonna have to stay down here for a while and he wanted him to pretty much read up every single book in the library and learn about the actual truths of the world and so that way he can you know you know be more knowledgeable and so he can be a better agent from the department of truth and the first and you know the first ever story ever of mankind written down he had to like he had to like learn latin 
from this one book to then decipher and read this other book. And that's what the rest of the issue was, was the actual story of this. And pretty much at the end, the last page was just like, you know, who they're fighting against the enlightened equals Illuminati. And he was like, what the F like it's, (laughs) it's, it's so cool. Again, James Tynion, who would have thought James Tynion. And then of course, a very explosive Harley Quinn at the very end. Um, I don't know, according to, uh, you know, in the opinion of Mark, he thinks that the hyena is not dead, but I think that one of her hyenas is dead. So unfortunately, and but but what the hyena was doing was very noble going into the building that um, the starlet, she is like the and uh, the antagonist of this story. She tries to kill Harley and the two uh, her twins by setting her apartment building on fire, like with an explosion. And the one of the hyenas goes in, saves the other twin. And I think that it, they are dead. But that's pretty much it. Besides that. Um, uh, it was a sh- it was like a, a low week for me because I think the two source point press books, I didn't get them last week. I got them this week. So I already read black of heart, an amazing story. I can't wait to finish the story, uh, next month. Uh, five of five is out next month. And then I, but I haven't, d- uh, gotten into dead end kids yet. Finally, nuclear family. I read it. It was pretty good. Yes. Um, but not good enough to pull it. That's my opinion on it. So what do you think about that? Because I know you grabbed the first issue, right? That one I actually didn't. I was going oh, you to, did? Oh, oh, and oh. I didn't. Mark did, that's right. Mark did, but I did get two moons. I know we talked about that last oh, yeah. week. Mm-hmm. You know what? It was okay. I think, like you said, you know, uh, similar to the nuclear family, it wasn't good enough to pull. But I did kind of like the story. It's about uh, Ace. He's pretty much in the Army. It's kind of like in the Civil War days. And he has his grandpa, two moons, who kind of has him seen, like, visions, kind of seen, like, he's, like, hallucinating, to be honest, and then, uh, kind of towards the end, they have, like, a little battle, uh, with the Republican, uh, group, and, yeah, it was crazy, because Ace pretty much starts, like, hallucinating once the battle's over with one of his, pretty much, like, colleagues, and he pretty much just shoots them right in front of all of his group, and he just kind of sees, like, a monster, and I think that's kind of, like, the twist that they were adding to it, kind of, like, the whole monster illusion type of thing, so, I mean, it was okay, it, you know, it was a good first introductory number mm-hmm. one, but it definitely wasn't good enough to keep. It was like like you, it was a low week last week for sure. I got Stray Dogs also. I know Alex recommended that. Uh, I took a look, look through it. I read a little bit. It kind of didn't really catch my, you know, it was really just a whole animation feel to it. Like, it really felt like a Disney movie, actually. Yeah. Um, which one was better, would you say? Two Moons. Two Moons for sure. I mean, it's something that I mean, I two moons, see Two Moons or Shadow Doctor. Oh, man. It, it's funny because when I was reading Two Moons, I was actually thinking about Shadow Doctor. Oh, I would really? actually say Two Moons because Shadow Doctor, I mean, I think the impression that you had is the same that I had. Like, it was okay, but there was kind of something missing, a little slow in certain parts. And maybe the beginning was like, the most exciting part. Yeah. You know, when they were, uh, when that group was uh, still in all the alcohol. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, Two Moons, it definitely had. I mean, some, I guess like, I could read number two, uh, two of it, but I probably won't get it. But yeah, I would definitely pick that. Okay. Okay. Nice. Um, shoot, man. I mean, this is a, I mean, this is a huge week. Like, Bro, like are you excited? Like, because, like, do you think that the Agent of Spectre is going to be um, kind of based off of Spectre the movie? Because I think from the synopsis, doesn't he have to work for Spectre? 
think I read the preview to the book, right? That is what we read when we read the previews, and even actually having it right here, Agent of Spectre number one, there's a civil war brewing within Spectre. An upstart American member of the international criminal organization is attempting a coup, threatening to depose Ernst Stavo Blofeld. She's a guard Mm -hmm. against Blofeld's men, so they took her out, blah, blah, blah. James Bond, the wild card. Uh, But he has a plan to use internal strife to bring Spectre down. So I think he has to work with Spectre, but okay. at the same time, I mean, I see that Felix is going to be in it from the movies. So Felix Leiter, American, know? exactly. So I'm excited, bro. I know, man. Literally, it feels like we've been talking about this for a few months. So for it to finally be here, it, it was on my calendar, definitely. One more thing I wanted to touch on the actual books. I, I did flip through previews, and there's actually a few books that I am going to grab. Not just the first one, but there is actually. Here we go. Here we go. They're getting back into it. Marvel has a six-issue Fantastic Four uh, series coming out. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think I've ever read anything with Fantastic Four. Maybe when I was reading like War of the Realms or something, they were, of course, because every single Marvel character was in that, was in that six-issue yeah, miniseries. That. So I, I might get that one. It's like Fantastic Four, like All in the Family or something like that. And, yeah. It, it actually looked pretty good. And I was like, you know what? Six issues. I'll go ahead and grab it. And I think there was one brand new AWA one that I was going to get. Actually, their first like eight issue, like slight weight. That's not a miniseries, bro. All AWA has been giving us is like four or five issue miniseries. So to get an eight and that's what I mentioned. Garth Enos is writing that one. He's the author of our Punisher Max stories. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be dope. Um, but yeah, really good, bro. Yeah, but that's pretty much it for the comic book side. So let's get into some news, shall we? Uh, as everyone can see from our little other picture under the comic bookies uh, logo, we have Comic-Con San Diego is freaking canceled. Mm, now, no. I mean, this is just this is just insane. I mean, but but then at the same time, OK, so here's so here's let's talk about it for a little bit. Let's go ahead and bring people into the chat. What do you guys think? I'm assuming most of you are Californians. You know, uh, I didn't know until today listening to Clay Travis that he lives in Tennessee. And he said that Tennessee, besides like the first couple weeks or months or whatever, that they were like in a hardcore lockdown. They've pretty much been normal. Yeah, Since I like looked- May, Ever since uh, Texas a couple of days ago got rid of the whole mask mandate, I think I've seen there's like seven or eight states with no mask mandate. But of course, they're just talking about Texas because they have the third most death toll with the whole COVID situation. Yeah, I think the thing that gets me, bro, is Gavin, you know, Mark's buddy, Mr. Newsom, mm-hmm. just said that he expects to have some fans in all baseball stadiums opening day, which is next month. So if yeah, next month that. you're gonna if next month you're gonna have some fans, why wouldn't you have some fans at a comic bo- comic con, which isn't until later this year? So I how that makes sense. I'm, I don't. I'm know. I'm going to assume it could because it's completely indoors. It's at the convention center. I'm sure so, you can maneuver around oh, at yeah. that time of year with the weather being nice. I mean, come on. Because now. because there is something outside. Eighty five ninety percent of of comic con. Uh, is inside the convention center, and then there's always something outside. Usually, it was like an FX-sponsored thing. They had people from like the Mayans or Sons of Anarchy yep. there who was doing a panel, or they were having just autograph signatures and stuff. So it was usually something like that. But they can have something outside, completely outside. You know what I'm saying? Just to give the fans something. You know, like it was crazy to hear that. Oh, I've been eating indoors since June of last year. 
what? And I know it comes down to the local governments, not only Governor Newsom, but the um, county and, the, yep. and, and, and city. And it goes it, it dwindles down into whoever is specifically running that area. Because I knew I do know from my wife that Gavin Newsom months ago gave the opportunity for salons and stuff to be open, but Alameda County themselves said no because we have a good friend cat who owns a salon in Pleasanton. And so that was kind of like, yeah. So it's like it kind of I we we kind of go back and forth and he's like the captain of the state, so everyone puts he's all the blame on him, so, you know, yeah. and, and everything, but Comic-Con is just another domino and but but like the Dodgers said, they want 10 to 14,000 fans in the stadium at least that many throughout the whole season if we can get that and we can get a bunch of fans in oakland hell you know hey 10 to fourteen thousand fans that's like a sellout for oakland you know what i'm saying they'd <laughs> be the selling out every game bro i think the thing that gets me too is look at the sample size of disney world in florida and it's been open for how long since and july exactly last july so yeah. i mean and you have not heard one thing of like oh my god they had to shut down they had a major breakout. Mm-hmm. And if there's anywhere that is a universal destination of not just people in the U.S., but worldwide, it's Disney World. So it, mm-hmm. it just, again, I know it's the local government, so I can't sit here and, you know, just yeah. dog some on this. But what? it just baffles me that, like, all these states, like certain ones, I mean, specifically California, is just strangleholding these small businesses, Disneyland for us. I mean, mm-hmm. you already canceled the Comic-Con, which is not even until later next year. So yeah. it's just kind of crazy that people are... And I understand the safety. I'm not going to sit here and be ignorant. Like, there is a safety. But there's a point where you got to kind of, like, trust yeah. the processes, you'd say. Like, you got to trust people. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Just, I don't know. But, I mean, what, in a couple of weeks, though, they have, like, the Days of Disney? Like, what's the event that's going on in California Adventure where they're opening up the park to all shopping, all restaurants, just no rides? And I think they've extended it for, like, another two weeks, like, tickets for another two weeks. So, they, you know what? They heard my complaining. My wife always gets on me, like, why are you always complaining? Oh, there's nothing we can all do about it. Like, that, Mike. Like, See? like, every single day I, I come home with something new that's like, oh, well, uh, this place just opened up, So we're, but we're not. You know, so I understand it from both sides of it, like, you know, because we're sick and tired, you know? Like, like, like Californians have become numb to the fact that we've been shut down for so long, while other states, like, I, we're just living in FOMO. Fear of missing out. We're living in FOMO that other states have been open, literally, like indoor dining at least, since like May. You know, the guy I listened to, Clay Travis, in December, he took his whole family down for a Universal Disney World trip. Had a blast. You know, he's going to Mexico. He's doing all this stuff. No, some say that's some say that's would be irresponsible. But when the Biden administration, hallelujah, says that there should there will be enough vaccines for everyone to be able to take them if they want to by the end of May. I hope that, you know, come June 1st, a lot more things are being opened or or the capacity is being increased because there's there's a, a chance that a lot more people are going to be vaccinated or there's a lot more there's going to be a lot more people who are not vaccinated but will have uh, will feel confident in going out and stuff. That's because because thing. millions and millions of people have already been vaccinated. So hopefully I just want peace I just want, you know, Eddie, the anxiety to go away. I want, you know, kids to 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 be themselves again. I feel that this whole year kids were like things were taken away from them and it sucks and I just want, you know, eh, just like a, tens of millions of people across the United States. I just want things to to, you know, 
get of course, more, more, normal faster. Don't rush it. But, you know, at the same time, we are ready. We are ready to to get back to somewhat of a normal, you know? Yeah, I mean, there has to be a normal because at the end of the day, it's like, while there's a 1% selfishness, I think for me, you, the wise and all that, for us to go have fun, it's for the kids too. I mean, taking away that social interaction at the age that they're at, the exposure to just the world, like, they're the ones that are getting cheated of a whole year of, like, total social interaction. One positive I did see on Twitter yesterday night is they are opening up California sports. So I think high school sports will be back yeah. on. So, I mean, you know, we are taking steps forward. So That's that, good. You know, in all this, there is some good stuff happening. But again, I think as long as just the positive messages, you know, slowly being spread between the vaccines, things slowly opening and stuff, we just need like just kind of cooperation from everybody. Because at the end of the day, it's true. You don't want things to open up. People start being all reckless again. Like, you know, it's. California turns into Texas. You don't got to wear a mask. Are you still going to wear a mask? I'll be honest. I probably in certain situations will still wear a mask. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know yeah. Because, yeah, because even if I was in Texas, I probably still would. You Same know, yep. and then and then even California, even when it's like 100 percent capacity, I, like I could I could see California still for at least the rest of this year. Like if you go inside of a grocery store or if you go inside an indoor place, like you'll be able to go in there when you wouldn't have been able to this time last year. Yep. But you will just have to wear a mask. You know what I'm saying? So, which is fine too. Like, I mean, people yeah. like, yes, I will say I hate wearing it, but it doesn't bother me to where it's like, oh my god, the world's coming to an end. Like, put <laughs> a freaking mask on. Like, I don't know. I but know. hopefully, things do open up. I am with you on that, brother. And Comic Con being closed sucks. It is, uh, it is dumb. <laughs> Come on now, way too yeah. early to cancel such a big event. But hopefully, they do something for us, whether it's the online thing like last year or something. Yeah, for sure. So as we get in, as we move along, uh, Paramount Plus launched actually today, Thursday, March 4th, 2021. Pretty much what I'm reading is that it's folding all of the CBS All Access shows and movies and stuff, kind of folding it into one. And then they're going to, of course, have like their original, you know, some shows, some movies, sports and news. So I'm guessing if it's all CBS, CBS All Access, you'll have a lot of the CBS. Um, you'll be able to watch March Madness. Mm-hmm. on paramount plus hopefully it doesn't turn into a thing like peacock where like you know you have to have peacock prime to watch a manchester united chelsea game like that is pissing me off so so bad right now but just another thing to spend 6.99 7.99 a month will you be subscribing to paramount plus john you know what i'm pretty content with what i have now but like peacock and all the other platforms that we're being exposed to i definitely take a look and see what's actually going to be on it I think it's cool in the end for people that want it at six ninety nine. I mean, hey, you know, people with HBO right now, Comcast are paying like what two hundred plus for internet in the damn box. So, if you were to get, you know, YouTube TV, Hulu TV, ESPN Plus, Peacock, I'm sure you'd be paying under two hundred bucks. So, hey, for the guy who wants all the platforms, go ahead. Yeah, I'm not immediately going to get it though, for sure. I mean, it's it's not worth it that much to me. I could watch March Madness on our YouTube account, bro. We're good. Hell yeah, especially since they have like four different channels. You oh, got like good, the true, brother. I have to a true TV, TBS, uh, dude. I love it. Uh, let's do so. Let's so speaking of streaming, speaking of TV shows that we watch, uh, like the CW coming back with some shows. Kind of weird though. I watched the first episode of Superman and Lois. Got to tell you, got to tell you the the video quality. I felt like I was watching like a like a movie. It was not. You know how certain shows look a certain way. 
like sitcoms, like King of Queens and Seinfeld like and Friends, show, they all yes. look a certain way. Like the like when you're watching the show, and then the Flash, Arrow, Smallville, they look like a certain. Like I felt like I was watching an actual movie watching this show, and it was weird because I don't know if TNT got the rights to it, but TNT actually showed the first episode. Because when I tape it, I tape it on the YouTube TV, and then I just watch it, you know, two or three days later, and it was uh, a TNT feed. It wasn't CW, mm-hmm. so I'm 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 wondering if episode two was back on CW, but uh, the Flash just started uh, on Tuesday, back up with season six or seven. Um, I'm a couple episodes behind on both Batwoman and Black Lightning. Um, but there's, man, this is the time when it, when I was kind of like, oh, where the hell's all my shows? And I was, you know, kind of went to Netflix or, you know, like HBO Max to kind of binge some old shows. Now I'm like, oh, no, when am I going to find the time to watch all of that? Plus uh, Snowfall, I'm two episodes behind. I got the walking dead just started. I got one episode of that to continue like the 10th season. Oh my God. I'm already overwhelmed. And it's only been two weeks. Let me tell you, bro, when it comes, it all comes at once, bro. I still got to yeah. watch the first two episodes of the new Superman and Lois. I got to watch the flash. You got me on Vikings mentioned it. And it's been awesome. The Sopranos. I'm watching that super awesome. Uh, the wife and I, we have her, you know, Chicago PD and Chicago fire, which are cool little shows. They're fun. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's another one? Uh, we, of course, have WandaVision. We have uh, the new Falcon show. That's going to be coming up pretty soon. So, oh, my God. This is Snyder crazy. Snyder Cut. I, Snyder Cut. I don't even know if I have enough time for all this stuff. So it is going to be very hectic. Yeah, I was like you, bro. Just kind of like, come on now. It's kind of dry. And I blinked my eyes. One month later, bro, it is all just tumbling on us. But, hey, bro, it's the one thing we love, content. Hey, but you know what we did have time to watch was Judas and the uh, Black Messiah. Dude, that was hella good. Let me Very tell you, good. fans, let me tell you people who, have, who are watching right now, if you have access to HBO, HBO Max or whatever the hell, Judas and the Black Messiah, there is a reason why I'm, I am I totally forgot his name, but the guy who played, um, uh, what's his name, Frank, Fred? It is, uh, bah, 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 my gosh. The guy, who gets ki- the guy who gets killed at the end. By, by, by how how we don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's a you know was he poisoned was he shot was he poisoned then it got him off the hook yeah i i don't know how he dies but the movie itself was a freaking awesome I mean, yeah so you... he won he won best supporting actor at the go at the golden globes so usually the golden globes i think is a somewhat of a precursor to the academy awards you know if you're going to get buzz about academy awards and oscars and everything you might win those awards at the golden globes first you know fred hampton that's fred his name. I, I knew i said I, I knew it was one of those manchester <laughs> united players <laughs> i knew it was fred <laughs> no that if people just want to watch like just some real crap like that's a damn good movie man it was authentic it was i don't know man it was one of those good ones bro you watched it and you're just hooked and just this is this is the kind of crap that happened you know, some real life stuff, you know, the Black Panther Party and a lot of things that went along with that, with the police brutality, the racism, the whole nine. So, no, definitely recommend it. I'm happy you watched it, Mike. Too. I remember you mentioned it and I was like, bro, must watch easily. Like the last 10 minutes when the whole apartment was getting shot up and everything. And then to later find out at the very end that the day after the interview aired, he killed himself. Yeah just randomly killed himself and there's only one wow. bullet shot by the black panther party during that shootout and i think there's over two to three hundred shot by the cops and Dude. i guess i'm just thinking out loud but that is crazy 
those yeah that's extreme numbers but it's but man some of those things that like based off true stories and for us you know we were born in 1987 so we we literally don't even remember anything news wise really until september 11th like vividly Mm -hmm. like waking up like september 11th you know maybe princess diana dying in the car crash you know like things like that but for that to happen you know in the 60s 70s dude different times man well i'm happy at the same time they're taking advantage of these different things that have happened and they're making movies on them and shows i think it's kind of important for you know all of us as people to understand the history that we do have you know the good and the ugly yeah. It seems like a lot more ugly, to be honest. But again, they, you know, they're portraying these situations. So, you know, we're not blind. So what's happening right now in this country and what has happened. So, no, HBO Max, I mean, of course, releasing it for free. I love it. So, I mean, that is definitely a good platform to definitely watch some good stuff. Tom and Jerry, another one that came out this past week. That's right. I watched bits and pieces with Marissa. I got to be honest, I wasn't impressed. Like, I had those moments like, okay, cool, Tom and classic Jerry. Classic Tom and Jerry, yeah. You know, that's what it was. It was classic. But I was like, oh, I kind of rather stick to just the cartoons, little 15, 20 minute episodes. But no, nah, it, it's good that uh, all these movies are being released. Next is like the Snyder Cut. That's the next one I'm waiting for. Yeah, you got King Kong, Godzilla. You have Mortal Kombat, I think, in April. You got a bunch of stuff coming soon, man. Space Jam 2. I seen the new pictures of LeBron. You know, he's, of course, oh, yeah, yeah. all happy for that. I did see that Don Cheadle's going to be in that movie, too. So that's going to be cool. Oh, nice. Yeah. What was the buzz? What was the buzz on Lola Bunny? I saw it was trending on Twitter. I don't know what for. I did not see the buzz. Oh, okay. I didn't see any memes or anything on it. Yeah, I did see a couple of the pictures, and she was on one. Of course, uh, Bugs was on one, and then LeBooBoo. But no, that's it. Um, maybe at our break, we'll go ahead and search on Twitter and then we'll have a, a full story before yes. we get in, before we get into sports. It is but, sports related too. So, Hey, Hey, technically, 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 <laughs> um, but to round out the comic book side and the comic book entertainment, we finally have WandaVision. So WandaVision episode eight, episode nine is literally opens up. Like when this video, as this video is being, you know, edit, recorded right now, people on the East coast, I think can watch it. If it gets released at midnight right now, people in New York are literally watching WandaVision's season or series finale. So what would you think of the episode? I thoroughly enjoy- – I-, I thought I was not going to like it in the beginning, how they were like, okay, what kind of episode is this? And then when I saw the the dad open up the treasure trove of all of the series and shows that literally have been what each episode have been based off of, it's so cool. To see that how they kind of just bring it all together, and dude, it's isn't it crazy? Like the opening scene, not not the opening scene, but the first kind of like you know how she, um, what what's the movie I'm trying to think of? Scrooge, you know, like Ebenezer Scrooge, where the yeah. the ghosts of Christmas past, present, and future they like take him back in time and stuff. That's kind of how what Agatha Harkness did, and that first scene of when the stark missile goes into the apartment and everything you only get a picture of that really from when they were telling the story in age of ultron it is so cool to actually now it, it for it to come to fruition and for it to be on the big screen i thoroughly enjoyed that first scene uh i gotta admit bro that was the i think that was the best part about it because it took these movies that we watched and it kind of showed a different perspective on it and the part that i'm gonna go on is how vision dies and then you see what actually happens with Vision's body 
Yeah. Because, you know, you kind of had that, okay, Vision dies, you know, the whole stone gets taken uh, by Thanos. And it's like, okay, you really don't kind of see where his body goes. And it shows her actually go and see that, oh, crap, you know, they're the ones that have his body and they're hmm, doing testing on it. Yeah. No, you know, testing it and like kind of like breaking it down, you know, and it it's funny. It's like, well, you, you can't just take three billion dollars worth of vibranium out of here or whatever. And it was I thought that she had stolen the body and just kind of repurposed him. That's what we originally thought, too. I was but like, she pretty much 3D printed him because wasn't it really cool when they also had the flashback of when she volunteered to like pretty much touch the touch the Tesseract. And then you saw that. It, numerous people had already died and then boom it looked like the mind stone pretty much also like helped give her power like the mind stone kind of made her and then she sees the silhouette of scarlet witch so it's like duh like it shows you way back before she even had these kinds of powers that boom her and vision are somehow connected for like you know via the mind stone so when they have the sit down talk when they're watching malcolm in the middle they have the heart to heart they kind of fall in love and everything they have been connected since day one of her receiving her powers, or at least her, I don't know if her, her powers were dormant and like the mind stone kind of like activated them or whatever. But dude, it's God, they're doing such a great job with this show. And then for her to, oh dude, that was such a powerful part for her to have the map. Like this is the plot of land. And then all of a sudden she's driving in, in her car. She sees all the people that are going to be then be in Westview. And then everything that she's ever experienced, like good feeling, bad feeling, boom, just comes out in her chest. And then part of the yellow coming out of her chest or whatever, Mm -hmm. 3D prints vision. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then so so and then for her to be so happy when she's a kid, when she's watching, um, was it like Uh, the the Mary Tyler Moore show or the the Dick Van Dyke or whatever Dick Van Dyke show? It is Dick Um, Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke show. Um, that's what the first thing that Vision says, like, welcome home. And they kind of sit down as if they're in, like, kind of like it makes her, like, that's the happiest moment. So in her mind, that's one of some of the happiest moments of her life so far. And that's what she gets to experience. They're doing a freaking such a good job with this show. Well, I think that was actually one of the best episodes they've had so far because literally, I mean, you just took all the words out of my mouth. When you see her as a little kid, I mean, she's learning English watching the Dick Van Dyke show with her brother, obviously Mm -hmm. her parents and stuff. And you start seeing, like, the anger that she has, though, for the things that have happened, too. Bro, when you see that connection with her and Vision, it's like Vision knows the evil that's in her to a degree. He knows the bad that's in her, and that's kind of, like, the actual good thing because he's aware, like... She's ready to blow, bro. Like, she is ready to just explode. And Agatha's not helping because she's just, she's like pushing for everything. Agatha, Agatha's kind of just like showing her everything. Yeah. The good and the bad. And then at the very, very end of that episode, I'll tell you what, that wasn't a vision, but that was some, that was something. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, yeah, white. So it's going to be like vision on vision battle. Like, what's going to happen? You're going to have to have, um, that's why oh. I think they took his body. Is they probably used it or did some? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe somehow they just be able to basically created their own vision type robots. Uh, go they pretty much. Mean, they pretty much just made like another Ultron. You know what I'm saying? They took the tech, and they pretty much like like redid that. It's it's insane. But to, and then and then you have second thoughts about Agatha Harkness. You know, she's telling Wanda that this is like chaos magic and you're doing too much. Like you like you pretty much crossed the line and you are the Scarlet Witch as if the Scarlet Witch was already something that was already like in like a textbook. Right. Mm -hmm. 
like someone who shows this much, um, you know, they can't restrain themselves. The self-control is zero on a Madden scale. It's off the charts. She's just doing, you know what I'm saying? This is like, if you, if you witness this, 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 and this, you now have Scarlet Witch. And now she is officially a Scarlet Witch. And I wonder if Agatha Harkness is either realized that she's maybe no longer one of the more powerful witches or to see her mistake kind of in the beginning of the episode. Remember when she kind of lost control? Like, I can't control it, you know, when she oh, was yeah. younger or whatever. And she's trying to, like, kind of police it. You know, she's trying to control what's going to happen or all hell is going to break loose or, a.k.a., a multiverse of madness. Well, they you even know? showed, you know, the predictions of what the next episode, like, the cover page is going to be. And is it really going to be, obviously, Wanda is a Scarlet Wish? Because, I mean... It almost has to at this point because she is. I mean, Monica I, Rambo, like, 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 how does Photon, Captain Marvel, like, how does how does she play into it? And then you have the two visions. Like, it looks like it's going to be an all-out war. It's going to be a showdown for sure. And uh, I think we have one or two episodes left. I think two. One. This is it. Oh, oh god. Season slash or series finale. If they're not going to do anything, like a vision, like ends up dying, which you know, you would figure if the hex is gone then he's now dead. He reverts back to what he was and he was just a pile of whatever, or if they keep that new vision or whatever, but it's just insane how they might have little tidbits. Like me and Danielle talked about this on the YouTube video. Um, by the way, go check out the YouTube video, subscribe yes. and follow our Twitch page as well. So you can see Sean's uh, newest video from last week. And I just, uh, we just dropped a video from Mark, his first, uh, after dark with Mark, uh, number one. Sounds freaky. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but no, it's, it's going to be, it sucks because we're going to get a little tidbits here and there. If the Black Widow comes out in May, like it's supposed to, Black, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, Loki, are we just going to get little like hints here and there? Kind of like end scenes, like, you know, when we saw Thanos reach in and grab the gauntlet, you know, fine, I'll do it myself or whatever. You know, because like between WandaVision and the second Doctor Strange, I have no idea how we're going to have any kind of tie in stuff. Well, just think about all the movies we have coming out, too, with obviously the new Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, as you mentioned, Black Panther. I think that's going to be next year. Obviously, the shows we still have with Loki coming up. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm not going to be surprised if they're all going to just intertwine in one way or another, bro. There's no reason for me to believe anything is, <laughs> at this point know, that's going to bat. That's there's no reason for me to believe that Foggy and they're going to they're going to mess this up. No, they know what they're doing and they're going to do. They're going to do a kick-ass job on this, for All sure. All I'm going to say is everyone that watched the first episode of WandaVision had that, man, is it going to be just like a old sitcom type of show? Like my dad. He's uh, like, you I'm, know what? You my dad watched up. the first two episodes, and he's like, I'm done. I was like, no, 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 dad, dad, dad. Come on, come on, come on. He, I'm like, watch this, the, the second half of episode three and on, you're good. And sure enough, the next weekend, okay, yeah, you got me. It's really good. And so they're going to wait until – tomorrow or saturday and they're going to watch both eight and nine but yeah dude yeah they can't they, they, Genius, they can't judge they, they can't judge it off the first two episodes please don't <laughs> yeah i'm just surprised that they just took a show like this and i mean i think i speak for you i did not have these expectations for it i mean i knew like okay it'd be something to watch it hopefully it'll be pretty cool but it, it's been just mind-blowing seriously so crazy bro mm-hmm yeah, for sure. And we'll see how Falcon and Winter Soldier is because that was technically supposed to happen before WandaVision. Same with Black Widow. So we'll see how it, uh, you know, how it shapes up because if it's if it's less than WandaVision, I, I would have rather gotten that first and then WandaVision would have blown my mind, show. you know? Oh, 
I, I, bro, I feel bad for all the shows because I'm telling you, man, <laughs> Wanda set the standard, bro. <laughs> they set the bar really, really high. Oh, man. But uh, that is it. That's all from the comic book side of the podcast. You've heard some comic book reviews and previews for this week's um, Comic-Cons canceled in California. You have a bunch of shows for you to watch on CW, HBO Max and stuff. But we're going to take a quick break, just a few minutes. But uh, please join us for the second half of the Comic Bookies podcast as we talk about sports. We, we will be back. Thank you so much for tuning in. And we are also on Twitch as long as as well as YouTube. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Compagies podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are live on YouTube and Twitch. So if you are viewing right now, Go ahead and share that stream. We are brought to you like every week by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Yesterday, the 3rd of March, was New Comic Book Day. Go and grab your pull list. Go and get those books. Sean, it's sports time, baby. Sports time, brother, as we uh, always love to transition to after comics. You know what? It's been one of those weeks that I've been kind of waiting for something big sports-wise to happen. And then J.J. Watt happened. Yeah. finally finally he signs i mean it wasn't like we had to wait too too long but it is you know jj watt one of those you know generational type players and out of all damn divisions he comes to the nfc west yay he went he went to the worst team in my opinion still because the seahawks if they keep russell wilson the seahawks and the rams are playoff teams and then if the niners assuming they all get healthy they're right back to where they are. If they're a completely healthy team, then boom, they're right back to being a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, at, at one point a month or two ago, they were top five in Super Bowl odds. Like, what the hell? It's crazy. It's crazy. But I mean, that's the thing, too, is like Arizona's the worst team, but they're not the worst team. That's the I thing. Know. They're still a damn good football team. So, hey, you know, to go, uh, from a Texas state to an Arizona state, he's going to enjoy some more warm weather, hang out with his boy D-Hop. And, yeah, man, I think Arizona definitely got a bolster on defense adding him. They're going to be a good football team. The NFC West is stronger than ever. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun, bro. Free agency is – it feels like free agency is now started. Now that kind of that big gun got out of the way, it, let it begin. Let the dominoes fall. Speaking of a domino, are you surprised that the Steelers signed Big Ben to another contract? And there's nowhere else he was going to play. I mean, he did, I think, the smart hometown discount. I mean, bro, how much money does that guy really need? He was supposed to make like 20 plus. And I think he's down to like 14 or 15. So he took like a $5 million pay cut. And I mean, if he wants to play football, Pittsburgh, I think in like some weird ways, kind of owe it to him. Give him one more year. I mean, you know, he... He knows he's on the back end. He's on these one-year deals. This is probably his last year. So, I mean, hey, I knew he was going to come back. I'm happy he took the pay cut to help them out because I know they have a lot of free agents. So, hey, good for him. Good for both sides. Do you have any thoughts or predictions on quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees even? Because I heard a theory on Drew Brees that, you know, when he was when he lost that playoff game to Tom Brady this year, but after the game he was, you know, seen with him and the kids – throwing the ball around 
you know, just kind of hanging with an old, you know, veteran uh, opponent, you know, slash friend. Yeah. And I and you wonder if Drew Brees then watched Tom Brady go and win a Super Bowl. And at that age, he's like, you know what? He he went to a new team. All the pieces were there and he won a Super Bowl. Like, do you think that that Drew Brees because he was working out, right? He, he you know, he mm-hmm. posted a. He posted an Instagram thing about him working out and getting stronger and stuff. Do you think that he might want to go and do what Tom Brady did and for one more time leave the city that he's been so loyal to for over a decade and go try to win one more ring before he retires? Fire him, I would. Why not? He can still play football. It would have to be the perfect team, though. I wouldn't just do it to play football for another year. It would almost have to be another Tampa. They had really no quarterback, and they were just waiting for the perfect guy to fall in that. And I just can't really think of a team that's in that spot right now. I mean, what about the team further south in Florida and Miami? I mean, Miami, the thing is, I think he needs to be on a Super Bowl ready team. That's my thing is like he's not playing. I think that he needs to be the complete difference maker. Like he wants to be on a team that like I'm just going to add to it. I might be like. Yeah, like a little bit of the difference maker, but I just think they're not Super Bowl ready. So, I mean, hey, I would love to see Breeze play one more year, bro. I mean, I think it's time for New Orleans to start the transition. I mean, Taysom, I would actually go with him. He showed us some stars mm-hmm. that he can play a little bit of football. But talking about those other quarterbacks, bro, Dak wants the big bucks. Does he deserve it, man? <laughs> Hell no. I don't even think he's a top 10 quarterback in the league. What? Wow. You really don't think he's a top 10 quarterback? No. Oh, man. I, it's, it's, For uh, sure not, bro. I'm so in between because I, at the end of the day, I'm so huge on winning. I am huge on winning, and you got to give me something because there's no doubt statistically the boy is. So I guess it's a little misleading if you look at it from a stats perspective. But He's not going to win in Dallas. Come on. They're giving too much money to the wrong people, and their defense sucks. And their offensive line can only get worse. You know what I'm saying? They're going to get older. They're going to get too expensive and they're going to get worse. And he's injury prone now, right? So is he less, you know, is he less mobile? You know, is he going to be timid like Derek Carr looked like the first year or two after he broke his leg? You know, like, (laughs) I don't know. There's so many questions with Dak Prescott and I'm not willing. And what the hell is he complaining about? Like, if he's going to be franchise tagged, dude, he's going to get a hell of money. You should be a franchise tag. Average Come of the on. top five quarterbacks take an average, you know, it's basically your first year back after a broken ankle, a severe injury, dislocated, whatever it was, take a franchise, get paid like a top five guy, and then get that long-term deal next year. As a Raider fan, bro, you know what? we? It's funny because you showed us that uh, comparison with Tom Brady, and it's true. Statistically, yes, they are a little misleading for all quarterbacks. We know that. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that, I mean, Carr puts up numbers. They do not lie from a number standpoint. But the idea that, you know, Mayock thinks that Carr is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, quote unquote, like, where's your head on that? Like, I don't know. You, you're going to, I mean, they have things like the pro football focus where they rank like the, yes. you know, position by position. They have him as the 10th best quarterback in the league. He's so, not mean, the problem. So I think we agree on that. It's hearing from a Niner yeah. fan and obviously a Raider fan. There's no doubt he is not the problem. There's he he's not the problem. But then you know, it's 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 hard to see these rumors and uh, like about Russell Wilson because if you're because you're also thinking that I I also heard another uh, good stat that who are like the only coaches in the NFL who are like you know they kind of can make their own decisions like not as if they like own the team but like dude 
Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick, and John Gruden. Like what other coaches in the NFL can be like, you know what, I want to do this, and more than likely they can do it. So when you have two of those coaches who are in the conversation for swapping quarterbacks and stuff, they may do it. You know, there's always been questions about Russell Wilson and the relationship with Pete Carroll. You know, like they butt heads. People yeah. have always questioned John Gruden, like when he stepped in day one, like, does he really like Derek Carr? So, you know, it, like it could work. And so far, at, at, at least in the beginning of their reign, Matt, you know, Mayock, like they prove that they can draft really well, like later in the rounds. But some of their first round picks have been kind of like, uh, like Clellan Farrell. Yeah, he's like a run stopper, but he's not the guy that we that I think that we should have picked at like pick number three or four or whenever yeah. we picked him. And then you go uh, Jonathan Abram. He's been hurt. But, you know, it seems like he causes problems on the field with all the damn penalties. Arnett's a little bit behind on the ball as far as being a first-round pick. So when you want to say that you can't really hit him in the first round, but you can go ahead and get that talent like Max Crosby in the third round, why wouldn't you then trade Derek Carr and a couple first-round picks for a surefire, you know, Hall of Fame quarterback who's already been to the Super Bowl twice. Now he's got the offensive line. He doesn't have a defense. But his defense was getting really worse in Seattle, too. Like, they were giving up a lot of points as well. Oh, yeah, they're not so that good. So he has the weapons in rugs, and uh, they're not going to get Williams back. But, you know, with Josh Jacobs, and uh, I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like, I would – if they made the trade today and then I woke up tomorrow morning and saw it, I'd be, I'd be 50-50 on it. I'd be 50% scared, like, dude, like – Car is not the problem, but then fifty percent is like, oh hell yeah, we just got freaking Russell Wilson, <laughs> that Super Bowl hell winner, yeah, man. Dude. I think so the I question, know. I think question mark now too, bro. Is I mean, I think the biggest domino really in free agency is Deshaun, man. I mean, he's not a free agent, but just the idea that he wants to be traded, like, and again, it's just that disgruntled player, like, it's being just a little pain in the ass. Would you want your team to get him? I don't know. They were saying something about like, hey, Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson should should just switch, you know, like just like new scenery, you know, like maybe it'll do like maybe it'll do them good. They're still in Texas. They still have the low taxes and everything. They're still you know, they're comfortable. They don't really they might not have to move or at least move far. But I don't know. Like Deshaun Deshaun Watson's cool, but he's in the same boat as Dak Prescott. Like, you know, he wants a lot of money, but I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about Deshaun Watson. He's he's like the younger version of Russell Wilson to where like, yeah. oh, hey, 49ers, would you want to uh, give up three first round picks over the next three seasons, you know, and Jimmy G or or, or somebody for him? You know, because look, he's going to have Kittle. He's going to have dude. He's he's going to have some weapons as well. He's got a bomb running game. You know, offensive line is good. But then again, like the 49ers, if they get healthy, like just go off the 49ers because I've heard, you know, rumors about Deshaun Watson. Of course. The bread and butter of that team when they went to the Super Bowl was not the passing game. So if you want to incorporate, if you want to have a running quarterback like Deshaun Watson can do, then fine, and so be it. But if you want to spend all that draft picks and all that, you know Capital, man. All that capital on a guy who when you he's going to an offense and he's going to a team that needs to and they they solidify the run, they're a run first team power. They were the number one running team when they went to the Super Bowl two years ago. So why F that up? If anything, you want to get some, you know, like the best tight end in, in, in the nation or the best, you know, offensive lineman, like where yeah. you're at. You know what I'm saying? Like another weapon. I don't, you know, I don't know. To me, I don't know. And then, and then I remember I texted you that stat. 
out of the last 10 years, the Super Bowl winning quarterbacks, except for Tom Brady, who took uh, who went uh, he had 14 percent of the cap space. So out of besides Tom Brady, the previous nine Super Bowl winners took up 10 percent or less of the team's salary cap. Dak Prescott would be over 20 percent of your cap hit. And Russell Wilson would be like around 11 percent. So, I mean, 11 is OK. That's not the only thing, but it's like a weird stat. That that just so happens that that's what it hit that that's how it happens. You know what I'm saying? It's, I don't know. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what ha- what's gonna happen between now and the draft and late what's a last week of April, first week of May, and then of course mini camps and stuff, and then you got you know training camp in July, in August, and the preseason. Then we're right back to it. Round man, it's year round, no doubt about it. Yeah, I so, do uh, got to point out during our break, real quick note, I did find out the Lola Bunny, Lola Bunny thing that's going on right now. Yeah, what was that? So if you go back to the first movie, her introduction is when she goes into the basketball court with Bugs, and it kind of had like that sex appeal, cartoonish with the music and the way she appeared. Okay. And that's one thing that the director did not really like for the upcoming movies. So pretty much the director, Malcolm D. Lee, the cousin of Spike Lee, Wants to okay. make her make her more of a sports figure, make her a stronger woman. So she's going to be as like sexually appealing per se. So like sexualized the way that she was in a 1996 movie. Because it is true when you think about it, Bugs is always like jaw dropped, always like following oh. her. You know, <laughs> yeah, the so heart I mean, coming out of his chest like the mask. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to really change the persona on her. So that's pretty cool. Okay, because I because it was like lightweight blowing up like it was the third like the third highest thing on Twitter. So I was wondering if they like if they did something where fans are just up in arms and stuff. Okay, cool. So it doesn't seem like it's too bad of a who who gives a crap. Okay, cool. Um, So let's get to the NBA, bro. You got some news. You got an all star break coming up. Are you excited? I mean, did the Warriors they have one more game because they they really needed to. Split they they need to split these last two to go what like seven and five in that big twelve game stretch to go into the all star break to make you really feel like okay cool yeah but they dropped the one that they dropped yesterday and oh no you know what they already lost tonight they lost tonight they lit lose oh so they went like six and six in that big twelve game span that's right I just saw like an hour ago not uh, even that they did yeah so. So what do you think about not only are so one thing are you excited for the all star break uh, this week is it this weekend. It's going to be on Sunday. They're doing the full slate on Sunday, the shooting oh, okay. competition, the dunk contest, and then the actual game, everything on Sunday. Okay. So you're excited for that, and or are you excited for the Warriors' second half of the season? You know what, bro? We're a half game out of the playoffs right now. Dallas is ahead of us for the eighth spot. I'm kind of mm-hmm. excited for the second half. I'm really disappointed the way we ended uh, the first half of the season, losing a couple in a row tonight versus phoenix but i kind of knew we were gonna lose because they're like the second seed i want to say phoenix is balling out of their mind right now mm-hmm. but steph and dre didn't even fly to phoenix he just sent them home like you know what? Like, just take the tonight off oh take damn the really yeah, they got killed yeah they got killed today so i think kerr kind of is looking at the long run let's just actually get into the playoffs i mean we're not playing for the first or second seed we're not we're not good enough to be that good yeah the you, phoenix- we're not gonna get there you know yeah, the Phoenix Suns are two and a half games behind the Utah Jazz and a game over a game above the Lakers. So, yeah, you have Utah, Phoenix, Lakers, Clippers, Trailblazers, Nuggets, Spurs and Mavericks to round it out. And going into the All-Star break, you have the 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Celtics, Knicks, Heat, 
Hornets and Raptors. So, yeah. So a little quick prediction, you know, like going forward, like how do you think, like are these standings going to shake up? Is is one team going to like, you know, kind of have a surge and go, uh, you know, and sneak into the playoffs or is someone going to kind of fall out of this top eight? Like what do you see going forward between now and the start of the postseason? Well, real quick, going to the East, I think Indiana is going to sneak in the playoffs. I mean, the East is actually really close. When you look at all those playoff teams that are not in the playoffs, with the exception of Detroit, I mean, even Orlando, they're only four games out four right games now. Four games out of the eight spot. Yeah, it's crazy. So I think there's really a good uh, chance that Indiana for sure will get in. They're a good football team. It'd be nice to see like one of these Cleveland teams maybe get in. I mean, you know, Cleveland sucks post LeBron, but they're only three games out of the playoffs. So that'd be fun. I think in the West, the Warriors, I mean, yes, maybe a little bit of bias, the home homer call, but the Warriors are still a damn good football or football team, basketball <laughs> team. You know, uh, they still got Dre who's playing good basketball. Curry in the second half, I'm sure he's going to get a heavy workload. Mm-hmm. I think Wiggins and Oubre are a lot more comfortable with us. And we got to get that boy Wiseman more minutes. You know, it's yeah, his for rookie sure. year. It's his uh, number two overall pick. He didn't play really many minutes these last couple of games. And this guy has to just go out there, show us what he got. Hopefully he's more confident with the team. And, I mean, looking at some of these teams, I think we're a better team than San Antonio. I think we're a better team than Dallas. So, I think at this point, let's just get into the playoffs and see what happens. Look at the East. The the East is going to East. Look at this. Eighth place. Dude, you got freaking the sixth place team in the East is 500. You got people who are in the playoffs, uh, games under 500. I used to see this all the time. And then, of course, I mean, the West isn't too much better. You know, Dallas is only two games over 500. But it's just every freaking time. The The East East was always like like top heavy, like four teams are really good. And then the, you know, fifth and down, fifth through 15, there wasn't a huge difference to me, you know, years back when I was actually hardcore watching it, you know. I think one thing I will note, too, is the Knicks. 19 and 18 i know they're like the worst scoring team in basketball but they are the number one defensive team and good for julius randall who is an all-star he's helping that team in the fifth seed and Lamelo ball man you know what mj came out and said it today as uh you know owner of the charlotte bobcat or charlotte hornets they did not think he'd be this good at this point he's starting for the team Devonte graham got hurt and it just opened up the starting spot and dude Lamelo, he is a baller bro he is yeah. like the biggest reason why they're in the seventh seed right now. And there's no doubt, bro, this boy has a bright future. I was eh, about the ball brothers, but this guy can play, man. Yeah, it was, it was really cool to see. I think it was either on ESPN's or on the Warriors Instagram page when they played against him and he, and uh, Draymond Green was kind of like coaching them up and just kind of giving words of wisdom, you know, and it's really cool to find that generation who's not that much older, but it's truly a, a different generation than him just to kind of, you know, uh, give him, you know, kind of like, this is what's going down. This is how it's done. And if you want to be successful in this, like you've learned so much up to here, but there's, that's still just a microcosm of what you can learn as far as your NBA career. And it's really cool to see players in all sports do that to like the younger generation, you know, especially when you're seeing it from opposite teams. I mean, you can yeah. easily have, this is the number three overall pick. You know, I'm gonna try to kick his ass in the game, but you've seen that wisdom. Yeah. I mean, the other day, Carmelo came up to him and during the game was talking to him a little bit. So, no, these are some special talents. They're super young. I'm seeing people talk to Wiseman, too, uh, Anthony Edwards. Definitely a good crop of young players. And, yeah, man, I'm definitely looking forward to the second half. All-Star game, the whole All-Star thing, I really don't care for. I think the players don't even want to play in it. But, yeah. you know, it's a break. Let's just get healthy, get rested, and look forward to the second half. 
Yeah, I think I think pretty soon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure pretty soon, but it seems like I don't know. Like ever since they went away with the whole oh, if the AL or the NL wins, then that's who gets home field advantage. They're actually kind of playing for something. I think the only All Star game that actually is somewhat entertaining is hockey. But you know, I can see 10, 20 years down the road, they come they're they get rid of it. They actually give them an All Star game nod like oh you are a 12 time nba all-star but we're not even going to have the games we're just going to give you like a four-day break you know i mean at this point you because sooner or later the, 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 yeah it's it's a health wise and players are going to be like we don't even want to so like it's going to be an agreement between players association and the specific leagues to kind of get away with it but then again it's it's money as well it's money for tv ratings people buy tickets and stuff and concessions and stuff so when you think about that it's probably not going anywhere anytime soon so uh to round out sports let's get into uh, unless you had something else you want to you want to get into nascar now no, no. I mean, whatever you want to do. I mean, NASCAR okay. is going to definitely be a weekly thing, fans, just so you guys know. Uh, yep. Last week, a super, super fun race in Miami. And, of course, this week, it's in the favorite spot in the world for the comic bookies, good old Las Vegas. Yeah, like we mentioned on, like we mentioned on Instagram uh, earlier this week, uh, our very own comic bookie, Mark, he actually called the correct team, Hendrick Motorsports, but he did not call the correct driver. So <laughs> Kyle Larson was up there at one point, And then um, what the last like 20 to 30 laps, he gave a huge uh, boost to William Byron to push past Martin Truex Jr. And that boy did not look back. So yep. William Byron takes uh, the race down to Miami and we're off to Las Vegas, which I'm seeing earlier just because I, you know, I kind of start the website when I look at stats at Kyle Larson. He actually has a lot of top 10 finishes in his uh, short career in Las Vegas. You have uh, he has finishes of nine, eight, two, three, two, eight. And then he also has a finish of 12. And that's all very recently, too. That's 2017 and and, and up. So he had he definitely is going to have some success, but. I don't know, man. I always come back to also like Joey Logano. He, I think he's won the last two spring races here. So like this yep. specific race, I believe he's won the last two. So he's good there. Um, I believe you also have Brad Keselowski has a win in the last couple years. And then, yeah, I, I think it's going to be one of those top dog uh, races, unfortunately, as far as who's going to finish. You know, Kevin Harvick has a recent win, and so has Martin Truex Jr. So you're going to have – so you're going to see Penske, JGR, and and then Kevin Harvick as well. I'm not sure how well Hendrick Motorsports is going to do, but I'm really I'm, I'm really excited about, like, this, you know, front row motorsports and, you know uh, – Roush Fenway and some of these smaller teams really having success like, like Michael McDowell and Kevin Harvick are the only two drivers in all of NASCAR to have top 10 finishes in all three races so far. I think that's pretty awesome. Super awesome, bro. And the Kevin Harvick, you bring up his name is the guy who I was going to bring up right now. 23 races. He has 12 top 10s. This guy has two wins there. He's a machine. We know how good he was last season. Mm-hmm. And you mentioning Logano, you mentioning Keselowski, even looking at Truex. I mean, these are the top dogs in this race. Unfortunately, it seems like it's going to be one of those guys. Kurt Busch, I think a name to watch too. He has 22 races. He has six top 10s. I believe he's from Vegas, I want to yeah. say also. Yeah, yeah. yeah, him and Kyle are from Vegas. It's their home. It's their home race. So it is a home track. So you know the Bush brothers. I think there could be something uh, to say about that. But no, I know uh, last week William Byron he had a good race, and even Tyler Reddick, he uh, ended up in second. So that's right. You know, I think it's gonna be a. It's good to mm-hmm. see that there is you know those kind of people winning. 
those yeah. kind of people. But really, you know, the racing <laughs> thing, you're not always hearing, you know, it's not the same crap like up oh, every week is going to be, you know, Harvick like last year. You're actually seeing different racers win. So I think that's great for the sport. Mm-hmm. But I will say this week it's going to be a big dog. <laughs> There's no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, with the parity that we have with the first three races of the season, it kind of it, I think it's going to scare guys like Alex Bowman and um, Eric Amarola and got Austin Dillon, Matt Benedetto, who are, you know, usually sure locks into the playoffs as far as like maybe like the 12 through 16. When you have guys like, you know, McDowell and Byron already winning, you have three different winners in the first three races, you know, um, it's, I think they're kind of scared. They're like, oh, shoot, like I need to I may need to win a race that that way I can get into the playoffs because. There's mm-hmm. not, there's only 13 spots left and plenty more racing to go, you know? So, um, but all time in Las Vegas, you have Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney as the only, of course, two Penske drivers are the only, uh, two drivers who have a career top 10 finish there as well. But, you know, but it, when you go down the list of, of recent drivers and winners there, you only have a handful of guys like only Joey Logano, Truex, Kozlowski, Bush, Harvick, and Bush, only six current drivers have wins in Las Vegas. So why would you think that someone like Kyle Larson or even Chase Elliott or, you know, or even Denny Hamlin has no wins there, you know, like, please change my mind as, as far as our thinking, you know, to the top heavy and into the big dogs and the guys who have done it before. Like, is there going to be any parody? Is there going to be a different, there probably is going to be a different winner, but is it going to be someone other than those six drivers that I named, you know? Bro, I'm I'm wondering what are the odds that's going to be one of those six drivers or the field? Because chances are it's going to be one of those six drivers. But I will say that it is good to see like a De Benedetto. He does have two top fives there, so that's pretty good. Austin yeah. Dillon, he has two top fives, so there's a couple names you can say. Okay, I mean even the Chase, he's one of the you know the young guns. Mm-hmm. Uh, two top fives right there. Larson, he has three top fives. So it's, hey, I mean, these are definitely the young guns, as I mentioned. They're, you know, they're cream of the crop right now, to be honest. But, yeah. I mean, you, you said it, bro. There are six racers with career wins at this track for active drivers. And I'm pretty sure I know who's going to win this or the group of it's going to come out of. Yeah. And then thing about Benedetto too, is he used to race the number 21 for the Wood Brothers. And that's a Penske... Uh, it's like a sister company. Mm-hmm. It's like a sister car to Penske. So I'm like, there you go. Like, oh, top fives for De Benedetto. He probably got those top fives when he was racing the 21. And Kyle Larson, actually, he he's going to get one soon because he had all those top 10 finishes in a Chip Ganassi car. I can only imagine that the Hendrick Motorsports car is a little bit better. So who knows? We could see a, a different winner than those six this week, and I hope it's my guy. Well, the guy's been racing, bro. He raced great last week. He raced great the week before. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, with Kyle, it's just a matter of time. He's knocking on the door for sure. Bro, we knew he's on a mission. I mean, all three of our drivers. I mean, Logano, he had his chance to get a win this year. Chase, I mean, we know Chase. He's going to be a week-in, week-out, I think, favorite in most tracks. And again, Mm -hmm. Larson, I think people are kind of sleeping on him because he had a year off. But this guys he's a racer, and he races really, really hard, so... Again, I, I think if it is somebody outside of those top six, I actually think it'll be one of our drivers because yeah, you see how strong they're racing right now. Those cars are they're going quick. Yeah, if I would add a third one to that to that group outside of it, I would either uh, maybe two, maybe either Denny Hamlin or Ryan Blaney actually 
just one, another one of the Penske or JGR cars too. But man, we're in the month of March. It's technically going to be what's this today? Four, five, six, seven. So March seventh, March twenty eighth, the countdown to that yes. dirt race at Bristol, dude. Oh man, that's going to be a bomb ass race to watch, bro. That's going to be fun, bro. You know, the dirt track king, uh, Kyle Larson, that's all he was doing basically uh, last year when he was just killing it. And who is the person I want to bring up right now that is going to be pushing him on those dirt tracks? What, Bell? Uh, Bell. There you go, Yeah, Christopher Bell. They say that Christopher Bell is like a a dirt track machine. Also, Ryan Newman, I think he came up on dirt tracks as well. I think it was Newman. Correct me if I'm wrong, fans. If you're listening, see him, you know, cut a little dirt, bro, and see these guys go at it. Like that's the that's the race I think we're all excited for. It's kind of like okay, this is uh, Vegas is cool too. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mark actually brought up too that they sold out Vegas. I want to say right for the available seats. Yeah, they did all all weekend too. Not just the, the not just the Cup Series on Sunday, but the trucks and the Xfinity Series. People so that's want that's awesome. to watch, guys. Uh, yeah, it's dude. gonna be fun, definitely. Man, it's just crazy. Like Vegas is like right there. <laughs> what is it like Seriously. a three, four, three, four hour drive from Fontana? And like even from like where we live right now, an hour flight. Oh, it's yeah, just that dude. close. Yeah. I mean, I'm we were texting the other day and I was like, uh, I'm just waiting for them to uh, uh, I'm just waiting for the day that we get the the Instagram thing. Like, oh, we have officially canceled, you know, Sonoma. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they would have already done it by now, but I don't know. This it's 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 scary to think about it. But we have two two uh, races this month on the west um, on the west, and then you know then we go back east. So we have Vegas this week, the Instacart 500 in Phoenix, one of two races because of course the championship race is there, and then we go to Atlanta, and then of course to Bristol Motor Speedway on the dirt track. So plenty of races to watch. I think there's also a race on Friday and on Saturday. It's 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 a really fun race. I mean, I wouldn't have been if we had this podcast five years ago, I would have skipped NASCAR. <laughs> no way in hell. <laughs> like NASCAR would be like uh, cricket to me. Like oh yeah, sure we'll talk about cricket. You know, like I wouldn't talk about it. But dude. Going over to Mark's house when you came and when our our future wives were there too, and just watched the Daytona 500, bro. It just got me so into it, and and that's one like just the spe- super speedways where they're just going around and around and around. You know, and then and then we go down to Fontana, and then we go to Sonoma. Like we have so much fun at these races, and man, I don't know. It's it's so crazy. Five years ago, six years ago, you would not, you couldn't tell me that two of the sports that I pay attention to the most are Premier League soccer and NASCAR. You know what I'm saying? Like I get so excited for those two sports, even more than hockey and basketball right now. It's it's insane. Well, it definitely started with Mark. I mean, I admit yeah. I get excited for all sports, but again with Mark, you know, I rubbed off on uh, Alex, my cousin, and then we started kind of getting into it. And I remember that race, bro. We get we were like jumping up like we won the damn Super Bowl after you know the race is over. And now it's yeah, you know, when it's on, it's not one of those like oh, it's a NASCAR. See you there. Yeah. No, you know, I turn it on and you can actually like now that I think we actually understand, we actually know racers, we actually know like different techniques when they're helping each other, the blocking and kind of just, you know, the pure talent that it takes to go into a damn turn at like 180 miles an hour. No, yeah, you know, real. knowing that you're inches away from another car like that ain't just something that any regular person can do. It's definitely another sport that. uh People need to at least give a chance to, because I know it's easy to say, oh, you know, they're just turning left the whole time. No, 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 no. It's a lot more than that. And hey, mm-hmm. if me and Mike can get into it, I guarantee anyone could find something, something to take out of it for sure. Yeah, yeah. I can compare it to hockey as to where, you know, 
you would tell somebody, dude, go to a game. Like hockey to me is one of the yes. funnest live sports to watch. I mean, come on, bro. You went to that Sharks and, and Vegas Golden Knights game a couple years ago. Best event ever went like, to, bro. That like, you know, that classic epic game seven where they scored four goals and one penalty. But then to go to NASCAR race, you just hear, you know, the engines, you know, just the, the, the loud, the loudest of the pit stops and then the flyover. And you just get like, oh, man, you just get so amped up for it. Them going. I mean, yes, Fontana was around and around, but it's it's a whole different feeling than from watching it on TV. And it makes you appreciate the sport even more. Well, we got to think now, bro, of all the different sports that we've talked about on this podcast, 102 episodes. I mean, I think by now, the worldwide fans, not just the nationwide, the worldwide fans, they know the sports that we love from soccer to NASCAR to obviously the baseball, football, hockey, etc. There are so many sporting events, bro, that we got to do a live podcast at. Like, we got to go for March Madness. We got to go somewhere for a NASCAR race, whether it's Daytona. I mean, hell, maybe one year we'll be at the damn Super Bowl. You never know. Obviously, our local teams with the A's, the Giants, Arizona going there for spring training. I mean, especially now that we're doing live podcasts, bro, I am so excited. Yeah, no, for real. It's going to be fun. And hopefully when things start to, you know, open back up too. hopefully we get yep. some comic cons that we can go to and just kind of like interact with all the fans and everything. But yeah, I mean, that's uh NASCAR and that is, that rounds out the end of episode 102 live here on YouTube and on Twitch. Thank you so much for everyone who's joined in um, tonight. And for those of you who don't want to watch us and see our beautiful faces, then you will get this episode on Saturday morning where you can actually download and listen to the audio. But uh, Sean, before I let you say goodbye to the fans, I want to add another stamp to the comic bookie passport. Ooh, my my friend. favorite. Where so are we, we at? Ha- we we are at so a little bit southeast of Guatemala is a download in Costa Rica. So thank you so much to the one fan uh, in Costa Rica. Hopefully we can see more and more of you week in and week out. Belgium's still strong at 13 downloads, bro. There's one person in Belgium. You know who you are. Please reach out to us. But they keep downloading every single week. So thank you so much to all of you who have downloaded another fantastic month of February. We dude, Sean. So so. This was probably our best month, not total downloads, but probably our best month because we literally released like two episodes, Mm -hmm. like full podcast episodes, two. That was beginning of the month, and then we did episode 100, which is strictly on YouTube. And then the next week, me and Mark just uh, recorded like a 10, 12-minute thank you of episode 100, and then, of course, last week. And that technically was like February 27th, so we literally had like two days for people to download, but dude – an amazing, amazing week. We have a good start to the month so far in March. But yeah, thank you so much to the fans. So Sean, take it away, bro. Well, I guess uh, before I do, uh, thank everybody. Most importantly, you know, thank obviously our sponsor, Alex, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Definitely check them out, as we say numerous times throughout the episode. Uh, definitely a great way to get into comics. So for sure, check them out. As I mentioned, new comics every Wednesday. To the fans, guys. As I say every week, thank you so much for the interaction. I think it's something that Mark, Mike, and myself truly appreciate. And we're really happy now that we're doing these live podcasts. It's funny because we'll be doing it and we catch ourselves that when we would do non-live podcasts, we would sometimes mess up and all this stuff. But doing the whole live thing, like I love it. I've always loved it, bro. It's just organic. It's hanging out, drinking a beer with my best friend. We're just chilling, talking sports. So, I mean, it doesn't get no better than that. You guys know the social media, the Facebook, the Instagram. Definitely check us out 
as Mike mentioned, we are on YouTube, we are on Twitch. I definitely look forward to some more Batcave Minutes, some After Dark with Mark, and of course some Powers Hours, because those are some fun videos that we're starting to just release more and more often. And again, just keep interacting with us, guys. I mean, we'll start uh, promoting even earlier in the week to ensure that you guys are aware of the podcast. Rather, we do it on Thursdays or Wednesdays, the time. Just to lock it in your schedule, guys. We're excited for what's coming up. Episode 103 next week. Another knocker for you guys. Can't wait. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, YouTube and Twitch are really important to follow and subscribe to because if you really want to watch us do this, you have to you know subscribe and hit the bell button. You know because it's kind of hard. Like no one is ever on Instagram. Like there's not a lot of people who are on Instagram and then see our story. We're like, Hey, we're live on YouTube and Twitch. So if you really don't want to miss us week in and week out, subscribing to our YouTube page is what you want to do because you're going to get a ping on your phone when we go live. And that way you won't miss us. You also get a ping every single time Sean drops a video, Mark drops a video or myself drops a video. So thank you so much to all the fans worldwide, not just the United States. You know, it looks like more things are opening up. We can go do more things even here in California. So keep our fingers crossed. More people, you know, there's there's less and less cases every day and more and more people want to be doing stuff. So hopefully we can get to you. And because I know for for sure myself, Mark and Sean want to go out to a con or something in sports and see all of your beautiful faces. So for Mark, who will be back next week. That guy in the bottom right little corner there is Sean. This guy who I'm talking right now, I'm Mike. This has been the Cumboogies Podcast, episode 102, live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you so much. See you all next week. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. Peace. Uh, Here, let's do a mark. Always enjoy each other. And what do we say? Uh, And remember (laughs) this, that... (laughs) Yeah, and remember. Oh, what do we say? Oh, man. We're totally not doing him justice right now. You know what? It's uh, hard, though, to do justice. Mark just comes up with something that we would never think of. I know. So you know what? And remember, Mark gonna... will be back next week. Yeah, just leave it at that. Peace out, everybody. We love you. Bye.